This is Joy, and welcome to the Joy of Social Work podcast. If you are just tuning in, welcome, and you will, I don't know, get to see what this is about. Um, If you are returning, welcome back. Thank you for listening, as always. um, Some pretty exciting news. Now this podcast is on other platforms other than iTunes and SoundCloud. We are now on Spotify, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and I think there's another one, but maybe not. Maybe it's not. I'm waiting to hear back from iHeartRadio. I'm very excited about it because that means more people can have access to this podcast and hopefully it can reach more people, can learn more things, and I could just share my story and other people's stories with you. So I'm very excited. So yeah. Um, What else is going on in my life? If anybody wants to donate to the Joy Tire Fund, please let me know because... I need four tires. One of them did some weird like shredding thing on Saturday. Thank God that I am safe and wasn't. I decided to pull over and it didn't blow out on the highway because that could have been really bad. Um, But now I got to get three more tires. So you are like, oh, my God, I own a tire factory and you can have three tires for free. You can email me at thejoyofsocialwork at gmail.com. I take all donations. I am not too proud to beg. Um. So, yeah, what else is going on? Nah, niggas ain't shit, but we'll talk about that another time. It's not the top time for that, but yeah. So, I have a guest today that I'm so excited about. Is my friend. Her name is Jana. We work together. Um, we met back in September when the school year started. We, you know would see each other and now as the months have gone we have like this budding friendship and she is like one of the highlights of my day at work and I think it's so important to have connections and support at work because especially when you're working with kids it's challenging and you need people to like vent to because no one understands that elementary school can be a bit insane unless you are in an elementary school like five-year-olds are interesting um for lack of a better word or like for people to not be offended by me talking about five-year-olds um but yeah so welcome thank you so um jan and i were gonna get into our our conversation but i just wanted to say how i guess this my, I guess my interest in having her on started when, you know, when you meet people and you exchange social medias and you're like going through all of that stuff because you're like, I want to know everything about you. <laughs> um, or maybe you don't and that's just me. <laughs> maybe, no, like, I definitely do it. Okay, I'm I like, totally do it. I'm like, maybe people don't go back to like the first picture, but I do because I, I, I'm interested. I want to know who you were before I met you. Um, and I noticed that she had posted... I think she was like visiting a grave site at one of the pictures. And I was like, oh, who died? Because, you know, like, I just like am interested in like people who have had lost someone in their lives. Um, and then, you know, then that sparked me being like, now I got to go deeper. And then I had to keep on going. And then I found out that it was her brother. Now, if you're listening to this and you have done research on people and you find stuff on their social media, please do not go and ask them about it. Like, what I, I did not go say, like, hey, I saw from your Instagram that your brother died. Because don't do that. That's not appropriate. Do not, like, ask people about Would you agree? Absolutely. Don't do it. Okay. Because I just was like, well, I would never bring it up. But I was like, okay, we, like, 
not have a thing in common because I haven't lost a sibling, so it's a different thing. But like I've experienced loss, like most people have. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just kind of like a thing I put into my head, and I was like, you know, maybe it'll come out, mm-hmm. maybe it won't, and like, yeah. And here we are. And here we are because <laughs> it came out. Yes. So, tell us about you. Tell us about your story. All right. Um. So, like Joy said, I lost my brother in 2012. That sounds like so long ago. Mm. But it's like, it's still fresh. Yeah. You know? Um. So, I am someone with just one sibling. Um, our gap is nine years. He's nine years older. And so, you know, that in itself is kind of like, uh, in many ways, I grew up like an only child because being mm. the only girl right. and then nine years apart, there's just certain parts of our lives that just didn't, you yeah. know, like go together. Right. Like you were nine and he was uh, 18, like very right. different places like in life. Third yeah. grade, graduating right. and going to college. Right. Right. Not the same. Right. Um, so, you know, it's like that whole like. I figured out how to play by myself mm-hmm. and like never really needing to share. Right. Um, so it's like, and in, in losing him, I didn't realize like how much I truly was a sibling. Mm. Um, and so like that loss was very, very real. And so, um, so I, like I said, I lost him in 2012 and that was my, sophomore year junior year in college um and so I went to school in San Francisco and I'm from LA and so you know being away from my family I was alone yeah and so um I had to go through that loss by myself um because you didn't like you were still in school I was completely in school what month was it? September Oh, like school just started. Very much in school. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it wasn't even like you were going home in like a few weeks. It wasn't like May or no. April. It was September. September. Yeah. September. Wow. So I guess kind of the backstory to that was, um, I guess it's kind of a very windy road. Um, take us down. It take you. us down. Oh, walk down memory lane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, also, too, sometimes it's okay to add a little, you know, not humor, lightness mm-hmm. into these situations. I, I, I guess that that is also part of the mourning, grieving, yeah, coming back to life process. Yes. Um, so, so let's take that walk. Okay. Um, so, he played football, and I believe that um many concussions started this process okay um you know the head trauma and so it's very very real which then kind of led to more uh visible mental illness okay um you know I, i think a lot of people live silently about it but when the effects of what people are dealing with internally come out for others to see then it 
it takes on a different form. Okay. Um, so it's like no longer a silent thing that you're kind of dealing with or maybe like your immediate family knows. Like other people are starting to see the things right. that you've been hiding. Right. Gotcha. So like he be- became bipolar. Okay. Um, and then bipolar kind of transitions to schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, none of my family being doctors, like, we don't know what to do. We don't know how to treat it. And when it first began happening, like, we're just kind of like, why? Why is the, why are these the behaviors that he's displaying? Mm-hmm. You know, like, why, why are we why are we experiencing this yeah like what is going on what is happening right right you know because us being like a family of four we were always like really close Mm -hmm. so you know when that kind of switch went off i guess lack of better it um, felt like a switch it did it was like like, turning what is happening yeah you know and like in retrospect you can kind of go back and see like Maybe it wasn't so drastic as the flip of a switch. Mm-hmm. Maybe there were lots of things that led to it, but again, like not knowing and not like not knowing what we're looking for, these certain signs and or like why someone is behaving so what seems to be irrational. Right. Um Yeah. So I, I think we dealt with that like as a family for a really long time, like just trying to make things better in a situation that we didn't know we couldn't make better. Okay. Um, so all of those things led to him taking his life. Mm-hmm. And I think that suicide in itself is a different type of death in that yeah. there is nothing to prepare you for it. Right. Like, life seemed okay or like it seemed to be my normal mm-hmm. until it wasn't anymore mm-hmm. until I received a phone call that seemed very odd you know like you get into this like routine like this is life yeah I can pretty much tell you what Monday feels like you know and then when you kind of get that wrench thrown in and it's just kind of like whoa in no way was I prepared for that yeah. Like, at all. I, yeah, I don't even think you could prepare for no. that. No. If my memory serves, I think I got this phone call on a Tuesday. Oh. I think it was a, I think it was a Tuesday because my mom, who's now retired, had her, like, her early dismissal day was Tuesday. Okay. So we were, we would be able to talk earlier than usual. And she called me and had a very n- normal conversation. But, like, me not knowing, like... My brother's already passed away. She already has this information. I didn't know that she was actually preparing to get on an airplane to come tell me in person. So we had our normal routine continue on. And she like kind of like put it away to be able to. I had no idea. None. He has already passed. Right. She has this information. They are about to get on an airplane to come up to the bay to like tell me in person right but so I always like since he passed I've kind of like lived life with this kind of like saying of things are normal until something else makes them weird Mm, I like that yeah so that day yeah got off the phone my mom went to class and I was in like I was in a master's program at the time and the teacher was super strict about 
not having our phones out. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, like it's not weird till something else makes it weird. Yeah. I for some reason I kept like checking my phone in for no reason. Yeah. And so then I got, you just had like a feeling that I it? just kept checking. Yeah. It. And so I got a text from a cousin that I'm not like super close with, and just said, "Sorry about your brother." You're like, what the? But I've heard nothing from anybody. Like, my phone has not buzzed from my parents, from, like, my grandmother. No one. So I'm like, what is he talking about? Right. Random cousin. Random cousin. Why are you telling me this? Why? So, and it was one of those things like, mm. Did you have, like, a feeling in that moment? Yeah. I got up and left class. Okay. I just got up because... I don't know. Something told me, like, this is not right. Like, we don't talk. Why are you... What's wrong with my brother? For you to be telling me that... Yeah. Something's wrong that I am not in the loop in right got now. Got you. Right, right, right. Um, so, I ran out the classroom, got my stuff, and it was one of those, like, the walls are caving in. Like, I don't know what's happening. I need to go. Yeah. So, I left, and I remember um, calling my mom over and over and over now thinking back she was probably on an airplane oh which is why she couldn't answer yeah yeah so finally i get an answer and i like it's it's weird what your brain can remember yeah like how vivid something from almost seven years ago is in my mind like i ran my my class was at the bottom of a hill and i lived like it was called lone mountain so you literally have to climb a mountain I remember being at the top of these stairs and just kind of screaming into the phone because I finally got an answer. And I was like, what happened? What happened? So right. Like, please, like, what happened? Right. Didn't tell me what happened, but told me that we'll be at your house in, like, 15 minutes. And I was like, what? Like, Because now you're like, something clearly happened because yes. you don't live 15 minutes no, away. No, didn't plan this trip nothing right what is going on so it was like this it, like that created like this anxiety yeah i was about to say it was like, like your heart beating you'd be like could you breathe i paced my dorm room probably until they showed up yeah i remember calling one of my best friends Brittany. it was just like do you think my brother died i got asked yeah and that was the first time i said it out loud it's just it's like what like what could this mean yeah like, my parents are on the way. And I remember, like, I started shaking and just didn't really want to continue that conversation. Because yeah, yeah. I'm like, nah, you tripping. Like, yeah, yeah. no. Um, so I remember getting off the phone and I just walked back and forth, back and forth until my mom called. And I remember just running out the dorm, answering the door, and they're both standing there. And, like, it was, like, this weird, like... Eerie feeling? Yep. Because no one said anything. Still, we weren't talking. Yeah. At all. Because they probably didn't even know what to say either. Nope. Nope. And so I remember coming back in. It was like apartment style. So we like walked through the living room and went into my space and just like closed the door. And it was dark. Just stood there. Mm-hmm. And I said, did he die? Mm. And they just, they say, yeah. You know, like I remember dropping to my knees and just screaming. Yeah. Screaming. Someone else lived in the apartment too. 
<laughs> I'm like, oh, she probably thinks it is crazy in here. But yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> in yeah. that moment, that's what you needed to do. I, and it was one of those like dorm situations where like we didn't really talk, so we never really talked. Like she still probably to this day has no idea why I was screaming. She, oh. she moved out though shortly after. But yeah. So yeah, so I mean, that is the story. Right. Um, that has kind of that that day, that interaction has kind of shaped who I am. Yeah. How so? Speak to that. Because um, I think that that's, I agree. Like, for me, and again, very different yeah. losses, but I do think that, like, that has made, especially my parents dying, yeah. has made me a different person than I think I would have been if they were still here. Absolutely. Yeah. I know 100% I am a better person now. Yeah. I am much kinder Mm I am I'm just just more empathetic to people Mm -hmm. um, in general like not just those suffering with mental illness I think people that struggle in in any sort of way I just think I have a much more um, empathetic sympathetic heart um, to people in a way that I didn't before. Yeah. I just, I didn't. And I think, I think part of going to college is you're kind of trying to, especially when you go away, you're trying to figure out the person that you want to be. Mm-hmm. Trying to find yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I got a different kind of education than I signed up for. But, you That's know, I, at this point, I think it was, it was definitely, you know, necessary. Yeah. Um, and and I think that is that that is part of losing somebody very close to you is mm-hmm. that you know if if their life mattered you can prove that through your actions while still living mm. um, that you know especially in the case of like a suicide you know while he chose that for him right um, his action has created new life. You know, through me, my parents, he has a daughter. Um, How old was she at the time? She was in the first grade. Well, six, six, six. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. So even that, you know, it's like needing to step up and, you know help a child that like has lost her father yeah. but can't quite comprehend why you know it was not the information as to how he passed was not shared with her okay um does right she know away. now oh okay. she knows now okay um i think there are still some things that are foggy mm-hmm. um and i've you know i've told her like if ever you want to talk about it yeah. I'll answer any question that you have. Yeah. But, I, you know, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, we lost the same person, but her grief is different than mine. Yeah. Yeah. She lost her dad. Yeah. You know? Do you find it hard to um, grieve the same person with, like, someone who's also grieving them? Hmm. Like, is it hard for you to, like, grieve with your parents? Yeah. Yeah. Going home used to be really difficult. Yeah. Because I think 
I think in being in college when it happened, like I didn't take a break. I powered through. Which okay, I had a four point that year. Wow. I don't know how. Were you like on autopilot? Absolutely. Yeah. It was literally like the alarms were all set. It was like get up and go. And when I can't go, I didn't go. Yeah. Most of my teachers were very supportive. Yeah. Um, most. But yeah, it was definitely autopilot. I don't. I rem- I remember for months living with no lights. Yeah. None. We had fucked up. I didn't want yeah. to. Being like. No. Like the blinds, if sunlight came through, I was like, no, I, yeah. I'll go outside when I have to. And then I'm coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, not I think, I know that is when the bond between me and my best friend, it like it's solid. Like, yeah, I don't care what happens in life. Like she's mine forever because <laughs> she's of, not getting rid of Listen, you. many of those days it was like, Jan, it's time for class. Let's go. Uh-huh. Um I went on a, a bit of a tangent, but I think I can manage to come back. Okay. But in that, um, her role, um, and just kind of getting me out of the house, like she helped others understand how to deal with me. Hmm. Um, you know, I could very openly tell her, like, I don't want people to touch me. Yeah. Don't, don't like, don't. And like her knowing me, was just like, I don't really like to talk anyway. (laughs) Um, So she would kind of catch people before and be like, just wave at her. Yeah, she'd head them off. Don't, 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 don't get your feelings hurt. Mm -mm, Yeah. Because that's what it would be. Yeah, yeah. Don't get cursed out today. Just leave her alone. Yeah. Um, So I think she, she kind of protected my grieving process in school Mm. because I didn't have to like, have the oh like I'm so sorry like Mm -hmm. I was protected from that Mm -hmm. so like going home to situations and people who were still grieving Mm. um made it made it hard to go home yeah you know not only like the fact that like there's his bedroom and there's mm. his picture and there's that restaurant mm-hmm. that we always went to and the memories of all it. Yeah. of it everywhere through literally everywhere. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my parents had each other to grieve with. Mm-hmm. They had time to take off of work. Yeah. I did not. I found out, I think a week or so Later, we had the funeral, and again, things weren't weird until something else made it weird. I had already booked a ticket home for what we we had fall break. So I was already scheduled to come home, and that was the weekend that the funeral fell. Wow. Yep. And, and, and so, like, in the moment, was it like, obviously, you just booked the ticket because you're like, I'm going home. I'm I get going to go home. home. But then when it was like, then now it was a reason almost for you to go home wait did you put it together then or did you put it together later on um you know i don't really know what yeah. my brain was yeah, doing then. Uh, yeah uh, i hopped on the plane and yeah i showed up straight off the plane to the viewing and it was in that moment then because that was the first time that i was like seeing um like 
him. lots of family yeah. seeing him and it was then when i was just like "Ooh, don't touch me mm. don't touch mm-hmm. me like this is this is this is a lot this is a lot so wait so you didn't go home after your parents left no okay so i kept going to class i took girl, so you listen, went to school the next day listen oh my god they told me it was one of those like of course you can't go to sleep after that Right. And you know, you know, we made a couple phone calls, letting people know. Yeah. Um, and then I remember just being in the bed. Did they stay or they left? They stayed. They okay. stayed for several days. Okay. But I woke up and took a midterm the next morning. What you mean? I don't know. And I think my parents might have been asleep when I went to class. Cause they might have stopped you. Probably. And it was like it was or the girl like, with you something. And it was one of my like best professors. Like you know, you you make those connections where yeah. it's like that's my girl. Like I could have very easily taken that test a week later. Yeah. Or not. Or at never. All. Yeah. Like you know, you probably could have told her what was going on, and she would have been like, "Don't worry about it." Yep. I'll see you when I see you. Yep. I I remember walking up those same stairs or yeah. down them maybe when I first called my mom. And seeing one of my friends, and she she was like, "What's wrong?" Because after a night of crying and no sleep, of course you look crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what's wrong? And that was the first time like I told a stranger like my brother died. Yeah. And of course, not now. Now that that's my first time now seeing someone's reaction to that. That is now my life. You know. Yeah. And so she was like, "Okay," and I'm like, "Okay, bye. I have a test." Because you're like, I can't even go into this with you right now. No, bye. Yeah. Went to class, took the test, you know, and I was one of those kids that, like, I don't care if everybody else is getting up. I'm going to use all these minutes to finish my test. I was, like, the second person out, so my teacher was like, what's going on? As soon as she said it, I, I broke down in front of the class because I went to hand it in. Yeah. And she was like, Cause she could oh, see it. come outside. She literally was like, Jana, why are you here? Why are you here today? Yeah. yeah. It's like, you scheduled a test. <laughs> Irrational thoughts. Yeah, because you're still like, well, like, I got to take this test. This is class. Right. I'm trying to graduate. Right. I got goals and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I feel like you probably also couldn't really even go into no. the feelings of that. No. Because there's like layers of so it to deep. process. Yeah. It's so deep. Yeah. 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 Mm. It was definitely a very very crazy time in life yeah very very crazy death i think brings out so many so many things it brings out the worst in people i think it brings out so much in you that you don't even know you have or want to have Mm -hmm. feelings you don't even want to like tap into but you kind of have to have to conversations you don't want to have with people you don't want to have them with so many i was forced into therapy which i don't think was right yeah i don't Um, think you should be forced into it you gotta be ready to do it it was through school i don't even really remember the process but i remember not wanting to be there and they like made you i quit after two i just (laughs) the guy said something he said something i didn't like i went to a very very white school yeah and I guess the guy was trying to get, like, my background. Uh-huh. And so I told him, like, I'm from Carson. And, you know, it's between Compton and Long Beach. And that's the truth. It is what it is. And I love where I'm from. His response, though, was like, oh, Compton. <gasps> you must not um, be able to relate to many people here. 
And that was my last time. Well, no, that's definitely not the therapist for you. What? You must not be able to really. Yeah. Didn't come here to talk about this already. Didn't want to come. Yeah. So you will not be seeing yeah, me yeah, yeah, yeah. anymore. So, I mean. Not all therapists are good therapists. <sighs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, I definitely agree that death shows you. Who you are, or mm-hmm. who you, who you had the potential to always be. Mm. But I, you know, I, who knows? Who knows the person that I, I would have been? Yeah, could have been. I'm like thinking of an example of where you could have been. Am not. <laughs> Which I'm glad you. Let's not. just not even. No, we're not gonna go. Let's we're not just, going down that route. But like, I just like I'm like, could have maybe. Yeah, lots of things. Could have maybe. Know, you know. I, you know, I kind of, I kind of believe for better and worse, things happen for a reason. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the fact that death has to be one of those things, it really sucks, but. Yeah. Like, because the reality is we're all going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. That shit scares me. It really does. (laughs) I think that, like, you know, it's like. It's it's laughable that people would rather die than public speak. Yeah. But like death is truly very scary. It it like it makes me feel a feeling that I really can't describe. Yeah. Like it like my body gets warm when I think about it because uh-huh. like the unknown of it all. Like of course like I think I'm living a life that would get me to heaven. Yes. But yes. like. I don't know heaven and you don't know heaven no. and and the people who know heaven can't come and tell and me about that's the heaven. Thing. It's yeah. like, you know, I I believe he's in a better place. You yeah. know, I do believe like I feel his spirit, you know. Um and you know, let let let, let me at least rest assured in the fact that like he did what he did and like he's happy now. Yeah, yeah. Cuz I I'm a I'm a believer that I think I can, as a professional, if somebody comes to me and they say that they want to end their life, like I will try to do all of the things. But I also know that if somebody has chosen that for themselves, then that's what they've chosen. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, I feel like a hard, like a hard thing to almost accept. But like, that some people don't want to be here mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. several different reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, just suicide is just very... Yeah. There's just so many layers to it. There are. There and, are. And a lot of it, too, is like... I... How the people who are left are judged. Mm. You know, you already hear... Speak to that. Yeah, you... I feel like when people hear, like... So I'll speak... Anyone. When someone committed suicide, you immediately judge them. And mm-hmm. think like, is it really that bad? Like, really? Like, you took the easy way out. Like, I just feel like right. there's a lot of like negative connotation around that. Which again, like, it's not a happy thing. Right. It's not someone that you'd wish for anyone. But I think, you know, you gotta, you can't, you can't even put yourself in their shoes. You can't. Like, I. It's just. Yeah, I don't know. So I I feel like people who make that choice are judged. Yeah. But then you said the people who the are people left behind. who are left to so have people like said or done anything to like you and your family that 
I think, yeah. I think when it's like, from the outside, I think people think it looks put together. Mm. So it's like, well, what happened? Or like, it just anything. Like, mm-hmm. what happened in their house that led him to this? Okay. Or, you know, even with, with yourself, like, what could I have done? Yeah. And I think that's what I'm going to ask be, you that. Do you it's ever... the hardest thing after suicide yeah. to, to remove from your thought process mm-hmm. is what I or my parents or, you know, his daughter was the best thing in his life. And right. he didn't love anything more than her. So it's like you have to realize, like, there were other forces at play here right. to have him remove himself from the things and people that he loved. Right. You know? Right. Um, but yeah, you know, people make comments like, well, was it over a girl? You know, like what happened? He got his feelings hurt. Like, like things like that. Mm-hmm. People, I mean, like people are very insensitive and dumb. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people say the dumbest things when you like are not in a good place because someone you love just died. Yeah. And you're like, I'll stab you. Yep. Because that's, I feel like that's sometimes how angry you are. It's like, yeah. even, even, like even you are so numb mm-hmm. that you can't even like move mm-hmm. to react or like think of a reaction mm-hmm. to like seven years later. Right. There, there's many things that I would love to have said to people oh, yeah. 10 years ago oh, yeah. that like have come to me over the years. I'm like, damn, if I go back to that yeah. day, I'd have told yeah, her when my aunt said, oh, this, she thinks she Beyonce. Mm-hmm. You think I'm Beyonce is what I would have <laughs> loved to say. But in that moment, I was just standing there like, uh, shut up mm-hmm. in my head. Yeah. But um, you, take, you just kind of stand there and take it. But like the, like the other part of it is like people don't I don't think always realize that the things that they say, how that could like, like you and I educated women who probably aren't going to go around stabbing people, mm-hmm. but like everybody you talk to might not be the, I, this man, like cut me off, took a, my parking space or something. Mm-hmm. Like shortly after Rashim died, I like felt my whole body get hot. Mm-hmm. I like jumped out the car mm-hmm. and I was going to like break his windows, yeah. like with like my hands. Like that's mm-hmm. how enraged I was. Mm-hmm. And I got back in the car and I wrote him a letter and I said, you don't know what somebody is going through. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to key your car and flatten all your tires because of what you (laughs) did. But I'm not going to Mm -hmm. because I don't want to go to jail and I don't want that on my conscience. Mm -hmm. But you have a great day because I was going to fuck his shit up. Yeah. Yeah. No. The whole I know how you feel. You don't. Yeah. You don't. Please don't touch me. Right. None of that. And even simple things like, well, they weren't simple at the time. I did not want to meet new people. Mm. Because, you know, in meeting new people, it's like, (laughs) hey, what's your name? Where are you from? Do you have any siblings? Oh, gosh. And then it became like, I had this battle of, do I say... You know, he is or he was. Do I speak in the present or the past yeah. about him? Um, you know, That's obviously, real. I can't speak about the present for certain things. But, like, I don't know. With age, it's like, yeah. would have been or is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm always going to say I have a brother. Yes. Because I do. Yeah, yeah. You know, like... 
never gonna say I had a brother. I still have him. Yeah. You know. Um, Every day. Yep. So I don't know. Ah. I don't know. Life, man. Life. Woo. Yeah. Somebody once said some. Somebody once said that life be life, and I was like, yes. Life be life, and life be life, and yeah, it does. Um. <laughs> so what was I gonna ask you? How? This being Mental Health Awareness Month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How have you taken care of yourself since? Since? Since seven years? Since. Since. Since seven All relative. years? Since yesterday? Yeah. Since this morning? What do you do for yourself that, like, gets you up every day? Because I'm sure, like... Because people listen to this podcast, or people who like know me are like, I don't understand how you get up and go to work every day. One, because I like to eat and have a roof over my head, so that is a that huge one. motivator. That one. Um, but, like, I'm sure somebody listening to this has siblings and mm-hmm. is like, I can't imagine my sibling not being here. Mm-hmm. I would just fall apart, or, like, I would just kill myself. Like, I used to tell my mother, because I know my mother's going to die, I used to tell her, like, when you die, I'm gonna die. Like very mm-hmm. like traumatic and mm-hmm. like then, but, but like I did it because mm-hmm. I was like, mm, I don't want to go right now. Yeah. <laughs> Not yet. But you just you never know what I guess you can do until you have to do it. Exactly. So, but how do you keep doing it? How do I keep doing it? You know, I think a lot of it, um, a lot of it is. Not for my, I want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> One. Yeah. Um, but for my parents, you mm. know, um, I felt like I just had to get up and go get it because I don't want them to experience anything like that. Yeah. Again, I want them to, you know, live their final days with joy. Yeah. And, you know, li- living through his memory. And I think, I think a lot of, the way that I have dealt with it is living through his memory. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of what I do, I mean, I think about him every day. Yeah. Like when it's, you know, people say like, I think about whatever, all that, like I literally, like I think about my brother every single day. Yeah. Every do day. Do you have like a thing you do or he's just like always on your mind? Um, He's a part of your day. So he died September 26th. So I have that time tattooed on my leg. Mm-hmm. Like he's walking with me. That mm-hmm. was the plan when I got it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so anytime I see 926 on a clock, I just say, hi, Mike. Yeah. Um, and then he was also born on 420. So I always, if that time comes across too. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, it's probably something that is just like, it was going to happen regardless. But in my brain, my eyes are always on the clock at that time. Yeah. You know? So I kind of like, that's my own kind of like thing. Like, he's still here. Yeah. He's with me. Um, he's like talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like, sometimes you like, even if it's just in your brain, you need that like, pick me up. Yeah. In certain situations. Like, before a test or yeah. anything. Like, because it kind of started right away, me kind of doing that. Um, but I guess um, in the years past, I think I have, I don't know, I've kind of channeled creative outlets, mm-hmm. writing, I like painting, 
I love arts and crafts, cooking. I think, I don't know. I think the things that make me most happy are the things that make me feel calm Mm. and peaceful. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in the summer, I like swimming. Yeah. I love the water. Um, And then my niece, my niece is still here. She's great. She's 13 going on 30. (laughs) But I love her to death, and you know I think um, it's important to give, show her that we can still do this yes. without him being here. Right. Um, and you know, kind of like that, like make your dad proud. Like yeah. you can do that. Like we can all make him proud. Yeah. Because for him, he thought what he was doing was for us. It was going to be better. Yeah. So like, come on, like let's be better. Um, so I think like. Yeah, I I remain sane in a world that is still turning and a lot of things that most things that are out of my control. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it is what it is. Yeah. And yeah. it is what you make it. And ain't that the truth? Listen. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> Cuz these days, ooh. Life can definitely be a struggle. It can. I ride on the struggle bus often. Sometimes I feel like the struggle bus hits me. Yeah. Oh. And I'd be like, oh, I'm oh. underneath it. Oh. And then you pop back and up. And then you pop back up and now you're driving it. You're hey. like, hey, I'm driving yeah. on the struggle bus. Yeah. Or like you're not. Yeah. Because some days you're back being hit by it. Yeah. But yeah. Everything in, in waves. Yeah. Everything yeah. in waves. Yeah. I like to say like I take it like a moment at a time because every day is different and there's mm-hmm. so many feelings that happen mm-hmm. or can happen in a day yeah from crying to laughing yeah quick in an instant like quick that's, yeah. yeah yeah i yeah. don't know i don't know this is life this is life so you wrote a beautiful poem ah. <laughs> that you shared with me that i would like to if i could figure out technology to you got like to, this i can figure it out i can do anything <laughs> that uh-oh what? It felt like a sign. <laughs> felt like somebody was yeah. saying something. We good in here. Hey, how you doing? Hey. Um, <laughs> then I'm going to figure out how to put on the end of this. Wonderful. Um, wow, that will, because that will be the first time my writing has been shared. Oh. Because it, like when I listened to it, I, I like felt like I was there. Like I was with you. You could hear the emotion. The emotion in your voice. Three yeah. years later. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, like I like felt like I, I like felt like all of the things that I wanted to text you were like so stupid. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what words to use to describe this. I was like, this is beautiful. And then I was like, erase that, Do not send that. No. So I would like to share if you are okay. Yeah. I would like yeah. to share that with everyone because I. It's called an, any other any day. Any other day. Any other day because I, I do think like you don't know what it's gonna be it feels like any other day until it's not until it's like a very diff i guess it's a very different day that yeah not like any other day it's not like any other day no at all that schedule Mm -hmm. i talked about nope throw that one in the trash yep yep yeah yeah you i think you i don't for me i don't feel like you could ever really prepare for death and i think even if you know it's coming i Mm -hmm. still don't think you're really prepared Mm -hmm. for where it's going to take you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, 
Thank you so much. Yay! What are some like? <laughs> <laughs> what is something you would like to like, like a tip or a, a something, a jewel you would like to drop some gems? Drop some gems on people. Oh Lord! Hmm. Either when it comes to like how to deal with grieving people or how it like about suicide or about mental health, whatever, anything, all of the above, none of the above. <laughs> Listen no. to your mixtape when it come out. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um, let's see. I definitely would say when someone has lost somebody, do not be quick to tell them that you know how they feel. Mm-hmm. Because to be honest, I didn't know how I felt mm. many days. That's real. You know, to even be asked later, like, how do you feel to, like, to be asked how I felt, most people just received a stare. Um, It's like, how the fuck you feel? It's like, come on. How do you feel? I feel nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, just being, like, super mindful. Just be sensitive. Yes. Like, literally, how would you feel? Yeah, but I don't think people. And that I mean, yeah, and And they say dumb things. Yeah, yeah. I had to like as I was saying, I was like, no, not all people know. No, they don't know. So take this as an education. If you've never lost somebody, it's almost okay to say nothing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Pat them on the back. Yeah. Don't say anything. Maybe like. Can I hug you? And if they say no, yeah. don't be offended. Yeah. Some people don't want to be touched. I certainly didn't. Yeah. Do not touch me. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's bad. But, you know, you get a pass sometimes when you're grieving. I wasn't nice. I hadn't evolved into the person that I am now. <laughs> I told many people, don't touch me. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. You know, and thinking about it, too, I don't think I really needed to do it. But I sent a lot of apologies after mm. when... My head got a little less foggy. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I definitely say... I would definitely say that death, a close death in your life, really kind of highlights the people who are truly there for you. Uh, Say it one more time. Man, man. (laughs) Man, because some people are just like, wow, we're not friends. (laughs) And then some people kind of pop out the woodworks like, wow, you, I don't even really know you, yet here you are. I had people show up to the funeral that, you know, I hadn't had many conversations with ever. Like, people traveled for my brother's funeral. Mm. Um, You know, and then as you grieve and are not the nicest some people weren't able to deal so i lost some friends because of me right and you know i needed to go through everything i needed to go through but i lost some friends in that process yeah but i also you know like i said like my best friend stepped up something crazy yeah because we were not best friends then Mm. we weren't you know we i think we just met in bsu at school and we're building something like we were friends but yeah so I think maybe even as somebody that's not lost somebody but like knowing somebody that has 
be there however they need you to be. However they need you to be. Which sometimes is not there at all. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, you know? Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is life, man. I keep saying mm. it, but it really truly, like, every day is different. Every day, is, yeah. Because we don't have any control. None. We really don't. We don't. Life is so fragile. It is. And you think you kind of have it figured out and you really don't. I don't know anything. Nope. I recently had a conversation with my parents like, you know, it, I might be 28, but I am not grown. And I'm okay saying that. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. I know some things. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't. I feel like this year I need to be a real adult and that scares me. Mm-hmm. You sure? I don't know. Maybe by 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got some time. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 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 So thank you. Um, I feel like I echo all of the things that you said. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else to share. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. Um, I guess like I guess I don't have to mention this, but I feel like I will. If you so this episode is gonna air Sunday, so if you're listening to it, it might be Sunday or not. Um, and Sunday is the second year anniversary of Rashim's death, so I guess I would like to give a shout out to him, yeah, and his life. And hopefully, I'm continuing to do things that make him proud and make his memory live on, like you said about your brother. We got through this without crying. We I did. I like have to say that. <laughs> But, like, I cried thinking about doing it. Yeah. But not in the process. Yeah. The whole day I was, like, thinking about crying. Yeah. Or, like, crying. I was definitely crying last night. And then this morning I was like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to make it? Okay. If we just cry the whole time, that's fine, too. Yeah. Like, before we started, I was like, where's the tissue box? Because I don't want to, like, make noise getting up to find it. But it didn't happen. It didn't. And I think that's. That's growth. That's growth. Also. Yeah. Being able to speak about those that have passed on with a smile on your face. Yeah. Because that used to not be a thing. Yeah. Oh, my girl, I know. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But we did it. We did it. I'm proud Black of girl, man. <laughs> Had to throw that one in one yes. time. But again, thank you for listening. Um, and have a great one. Every other day, time, 11.54 p.m., month, September, day, 25th, year, 2012. Grad school night class. Lecture begins. She says, turn your phones off and put them away. Same routine as every other day. Every other day. Three hours on this day. Within the four walls of this gray room, the gray seems to match the uneasiness I've carried all day, but why? Today is just like every other day. Still within the four walls, my time is almost up, but this feeling is brewing. It's not like every other day. Today, I'm drawn to my phone. I unzip my pocket with only minutes left in class. I unzip my pocket to find unread message from unfamiliar cousin. I'm sorry about your brother. I'm sorry about your brother. 
What what does that mean? The four walls move in, the gray fades to black, and the only color I see is rage. Every other day, nah, this is different. These are uncharted waters that I don't think my lessons prepared me for. Unbothered by the waves that are about to take me under, I leave. I leave without direction, headed toward the path of answers, dial tone. Answer. Questions. Unresponsive questions. Unresponsive mom. She says, they'll be here in 10 minutes. Dial tone. That uneasy feeling has engulfed me, covered me like the night darkness taking over. 10 minutes from me in the bay? You live in LA. Nah, today ain't like every other day. Flashback. Mom. Mike called me today. I didn't answer. And then he texts me talking about be humble. What? Be humble? And he told me to love Scooter. I'm not ready to talk to him. The 10 minutes feels like a lifetime. An interesting thing to think about in retrospect when it feels like I've lost my lifeline. I've walked back and forth across my dorm carpet an innumerable amount of times, spreading my regret across the room. Don't think like that. It can't be. What if it is? Is it? I didn't answer. I didn't respond. We haven't talked. I didn't say bye. Phone rings. Answer. No words exchanged. I run. I'm met by the door by parents. Parents who are now here, unplanned, why? No words exchanged, just looks. I want answers, I need answers. Down the hall, back in the dorm, door slammed behind us as an afterthought. Eyes well, stomach drops, body hot, breathe deep. Did he die? Is he dead? Mike is gone. Tears fall, knees buckle on the floor. I cry a cry I've never cried before. And to think, I thought today was just like every other day. We don't say no.